Well, welcome. Good morning, everyone. I know that you are thinking like me, what a wonderful blessing it is to be here today. I, I, I know that uh, this past week has probably been a time that you have gathered with family. Uh, I've had many conversations, and that seems to be the topic that shared experience from everyone that I've talked to so far, and I hope that you've had a chance to be with family this week. But it's, it's almost like we brought the family feel here with us today, and that's the way that it should be. And so I have been blessed, and I know that you have as well. Um, I'd like to just be, take off a little bit more with that family feel, uh, because when you have family, you, you have comings and goings, and you have different people who've come from a great distance, and, and I'm going to invite uh, Tim and Bambi and Zion to come up here with me. They are headed back to the Philippines uh, this week, and uh, it's been a, a great uh, time that you have been here. You've blessed us. It's also been a time of celebration because, Bambi, you were able to get your U.S. citizenship, and you're headed back to continue the ministry there in the Philippines, and we just want to send you off with prayer. I also noticed that the Tompkins are here from Honduras, and we want to pray for you as well. So if you're sitting around the Tompkins, make sure that you gather around them as well as we send them uh, out. They just, the Tompkins are headed uh, back sometime soon as well. So thank you for blessing us, and let's just pray real quick. Oh, dear God, we thank you so much for... Uh, the Tompkins and for the Wardens and for their ministry in far, far away places, Father. We pray that you bless them uh, for the time that they're here and also, Father, as they travel back because travel has become much more complicated. I pray that you bless their connections, bless their, their health, and I pray, Father, that as they return that uh, you will bless them with great ministry opportunities to train up and to plant churches and to disciple uh, those where they are. So, Father, we just lift them up and we place them in your hands at this very, very special time. And we do so in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Yes, thank you. Our text today is Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, and really there are so many scriptures uh, in our Bible that we could use to talk about thanksgiving and praise, but I want us to focus on this passage today because God wants us to live with the spirit of gratitude, daily gratitude, and, and what makes our thanksgiving different from those who are not followers of Jesus is that when you follow Jesus, when you are, when you are blessed with, with the mind of Christ, you are able to be thankful in all circumstances. You probably did like me and, and our family. You go around a lot of times and, and you talk about what you're thankful for. Uh, 
As Christians, we're able to be thankful not just for the good things, not just for the blessings, but we're able to give thanks in all circumstances. And so this passage is one that that uh, really, I think, kind of helps us know how to do that. And so I want us to just spend a few moments in this passage. In this passage, the, the concept of being thankful is actually mentioned three times. And each time it follows a command. The command, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And then it's followed by, and be thankful. And then the next verse, let the message of Christ dwell among you. And then it's followed with gratitude in your hearts. And then the next verse, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. And it's followed by giving thanks to God the Father. When something is mentioned three times, especially in the Hebrew mindset, we need to pay special attention. And I think that Paul is highlighting this for us because Paul wants us to get from this message that God has called us to have hearts that are filled with gratitude rather than living with a sense of entitlement. Entitlement is rooted in pride and self-centeredness, and it's expressed with complaining and a sense of bitterness. But gratitude springs from a heart that's overwhelmed by the amazing grace of God and the realization that we have done nothing to earn the spiritual blessings that are found in Christ Jesus that are available to everyone, no matter what their age or no matter where they live. So let's just zero in on uh, these three verses very quickly. In verse 15, we see that there's a direct correlation between having peace in our hearts and being thankful. Here Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule. In my, in my Bible, I've, I've circled the word rule because I think this is an important, uh, an important part. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. If you were here last week, you heard Sean teach and talk about the Counseling Center, and he reminded us that everything that they do at the Christian Counseling Center is rooted in a foundation of Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, we have peace with God through the work of Christ Jesus. We have inner peace with ourselves we have confidence in our identity, who we are in Christ. And we live with the realization that our God is sovereign. Our God is in control. Nothing is ever going to happen that's going to surprise our God. We live with that confidence each and every day. And we also have relational peace. That as far as it depends on us, we live at peace with one another. And so Paul says, as followers of Christ, we're called to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, that we're members of one body called to peace. And because of this, we can live in constant gratitude. The next verse, verse 16, says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and 
hymns, and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. You see, this peace that produces hearts of thanksgiving happen when the message of Christ dwells in our hearts. I've circled the word dwell in my Bible. It takes up residence in our hearts. In other places, Paul says we should have the mind of Christ. That means that Christ's promises, Christ's words, Christ's examples are so much a part of our walk each day that it just naturally bubbles over. It bubbles over in the way that we live, in songs that we sing and encourage each other, in the teaching that we do, the sharing of life together. It just bubbles over naturally that we begin to know Jesus, his teaching and his example so well that we begin to think like Jesus, that we treat others the way that Jesus did, that we love even our enemies just as Jesus did, that Jesus' priorities become our priorities. I don't know about you, but I've noticed in my own life that I have many competing voices for space in my heart. We're called to let the, the message of Christ dwell in our hearts, but there's competition there. I, I have to admit, I get competition. I receive competition in the world of sports. I love to watch sports. I love to read about sports. And yet I've found that sports has this, this roller coaster of emotions that leave me empty. Leave me wanting. Sometimes I find myself drawn and listening to news. But news, I've found, only creates fear. And when I'm constantly listening to news, I live in fear and anxiety. Sometimes I find myself being bombarded by entertainment and this desire to invite entertainment into my heart. And yet, that just leads me towards continual struggle of values. You see, dwell. Dwell means to live with me. It speaks of intimacy. It speaks of knowing, knowing in a very close way. Bill Johnson, he's an author, he wrote this. He said, Jesus did not say, my sheep will know my book. It is his voice that we are to know. Why the distinction? Because anyone can know the Bible as a book. The devil himself knows and quotes scriptures, but only those whose lives are dependent on the person of the Holy Spirit will consistently recognize his voice. Let the message of Christ dwell in our heart. And then lastly, in verse 17, Paul writes, And whatever you do, whether it's in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, you do it all giving thanks to God the Father through Lord Jesus. 
All of us here today have brought with us challenges, struggles into this assembly today. Physical challenges, emotional challenges, relational challenges, loss. This past week, we, we've struggled with the loss of two of our members, Ben Huey and Linda Bedell. We, we bring this loss with us. And so we ask the question, is it really possible to have hearts of gratitude in all things? And Paul's answer is yes. Yes, it comes with spiritual maturity. You see, with the peace of Christ ruling our hearts and with the message of Christ dwelling in our minds and hearts, we can be thankful even in hard times. We can be living lives of gratitude. So the question for us today is, what is filling your heart? What is it that's filling your heart? There's an old saying that says, the best way to know that you're carrying a full bucket of water is wet feet. Think about it. And Paul says, when, when the word of Christ dwells in your heart, when, when your heart's filled with the message of Christ, when you have the mind of Christ, it's going to slosh all over everything and everyone that you're near. And so as a body of believers, we'll, we'll be living with an overwhelming sense of gratitude. And when we do that, others are going to see Whatever we do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do you know Jesus this way? I can't think of a better day for someone who's struggling to make a decision to follow Jesus. What, what better day could you have than a day of thanksgiving, a week of thanksgiving? And so... We're going to sing another song. If you would like to know more about Jesus and the hope that we have that has changed everything, why it is that we've given our life over to Jesus and we want to follow him in a way that, that blesses others, we would love to continue that conversation with you. If you would like prayers, we're going to be in the Welcome Center after this is over. We would love to pray for you. So now we'd like to continue our songs of praise. And Nathan's going to come and sing, lead us in the song, Love Lifted Me. Nathan.